Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Harness Sayadar and Sayadeen. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. Okay, what is up, potential suitors? We are here with uh, Hayden and me, Josh, to talk about House of the Dragon Episode 3. Yeah, we're super excited about this episode. I personally hate it. Yeah, I think both of us agree that it's the it's the top episode so far. They've all been super good, but this one just brought it up to a whole nother level. So there's a lot going on. In, um, it starts out, um, we get to see some of the stepstones, things going on there. We see the creepy crab feeder and his grayscale. Um, and then just shortly after trans- three years later, what's going on, uh, Wilty and so question for you, Hayden, how do you think they've handled the time jump so far? Like, have they handled it well? Could they have done better? Um, what, what are your thoughts? The way that they've done it for me has made me more intrigued, um, in what's going on because it leaves me guessing like, oh, what could have happened in these time jumps, uh, that led to like these characters acting in this way. Um, so I, I think they've handled it really, really well. And I think they're leading up just the bulk of the fun part. So. Gotcha. So I think for me, when I'm watching the episode, I really, really like it. Like, I feel like I'm still following who the characters are and everything. I mean, they haven't changed actors yet, which I know will hear shortly. But when I kind of reflect on it after everything, I kind of wonder, like, you know, like, well, shouldn't the character have changed more in three years? Whereas, you know, there doesn't seem to. Mm. So that's kind of as I reflect on it, the only kind of criticism i have if you can call it a criticism but you can't have the characters change too much from one episode to another otherwise you kind of just lose that narrative moment yeah totally i i did think allison changed quite a bit and seeing her from being super nervous and twiddling with her thumbs all the time kind of like scratching herself to just this like more confident uh stately happy interesting that that's true yeah i guess so they did do that i think i was mostly thinking of renera when i said that honestly yeah josh is just sick of renera whining all the time (laughs) okay yeah we'll get we'll get to that (laughs) but yes and then viserys like he he did kind of he had descended into being a little bit like more unsure of himself um you know seems like he was drinking a little bit too much losing his temper like in public like he wasn't a great great king to start the show but it seems like he's kind of you know further descent to his insecurity um even though you know he technically has everything that he wants that is true and but now he's it's all catching up to him and he's kind of questioning him uh to name. so that that is kind of one thing like he says in this episode that he never really expected to name to, or to have like to take another wife like that's kind of i didn't really buy that it seems kind of hard to believe like I, how old is he supposed to be because i like he could be anywhere it, from like 45 to like right 65, it seems like he's know? in like his in the show but in the books he's six, oh so he's way seven. younger so was he supposed to just like love his wife so much that he like because they, they did have like that bond that they established right? that, like, i mean that's all stuff that's kind of come out in the show that was, uh, about his character yes yeah, kind of... which is fine like i think the character is pretty consistent in terms of the fact that he doesn't really know what he's doing, if that makes sense. Like he, he mm-hmm. kind of just does what he thinks is best at the time. 
kind of like Ned. It's like he's yeah. just trying to make the honorable decision moment without really considering the like impacts down the road. Right. He's not thinking ahead too much, planning out what's yeah what's of the realm, which he should be concerned about as a king. And he's getting mad about Renair for not really uh, taking that intention, you know? Yeah, totally. So, so okay, let's walk through real fast what happens in the episode so we can give a quick uh, review. And then we're going to go, and I wanted to talk about the different claims on the throne that we have by the ending of this. Yeah, so kind of diving into the episode, the king is going on a hunt, right? And uh, we see some of this, um, we get to see kind of, westeros again like mm. I, I i really liked those scenes in the it felt like game of thrones where they all the travel scenes are going back and forth so that was really really cool and then the king you know we're celebrating Aegon the second's birth you know, birthday his name day and uh there's a lot going on but rhaenyra is kind of the focus here everyone's looking at her she's got suitors lined up for her and she doesn't even know it um and and so that's where kind of the heat yeah, um, I think this the episode started a little bit slow, but then slowly like got more into it. It started off, you know, I, I love seeing like Westeros again. I had taken a tour back in 18 or 2019 of like uh, Northern Ireland, a lot of the filming locations. Unfortunately, my wife wasn't too into Game of Thrones when we did that. So it was just kind of me being like, can we please do this? Can we please? But now I think that because uh, it's so pretty. And then so we get the, the uh, Renera runs off. Were you picking up a little bit of like sexual tension between uh, Cole? What's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kristen, Kristen Cole. Kristen Cole. Yeah. Like, are you? Are you? Pick, I don't know. I'm just imagining that. I mean, I, I, I'm. I mean, what? Yeah. What were you thinking? Well, I don't know. They're just like two hot people. So it's like, what? Like, <laughs> like I, I might alone just, like, in the imagine? woods. Yeah, alone in the woods. Like, I, I think so. Um, I definitely felt that, and uh, especially because her father's kind of trying to line her up with suitors, and she's. Her mind is there now, and she knows who she doesn't want. Um, and so... Jason Lannister. So Kristen Cole has been kind of the only person that she's been able to talk to and open up with um, and just be honest with. And I, I did really enjoy their kind of like joking together and their realness with each other. Um, I like when Sir Kristen was like, oh, should I should I kill him? <laughs> the <Lannister>. <laughs> that, was, that, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was awesome. And then... So they, I enjoyed their scenes together. It didn't really do a whole lot to progress narrative, except for when they saw the white stag. What was right. it called? The, yeah, the white heart. The white heart. Mm -hmm. is, is there anything being like lore related to that? That. Um, yeah. So back in Game of Thrones, I know I can't remember exactly where it is at, but I do remember Sansa, I believe, talking about the white stag and how it's magical and then in this episode they refer to the white heart the white stag as a symbol of the royalty mm -hmm. um and i thought that was interesting i really liked the symbolism there and i liked that you know they were trying to track it the whole time and then they never found it viserys never got to it and they had to even pull in a fake stag for him like not the the real white stag and uh but then rainier comes to her pretty powerful i think yeah that it honestly seems like a theme with the episode Viserys just said Ling on his second try. Which again, might be a bit of symbolism. Can get it right on, you know. Can execute on the first try. He needed two tries to do it. So. Yeah, yeah. So that that part of the episode was was well and fine, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of on par with the first two episodes of like being a lot of political intrigue done really well. Hmm. Everybody's conversations. Uh, they talked about suitors a lot. Who uh, was the guy that like? Um, so there there's a few proposals. There's the Lannister guy that Renair shot, down, and then there was. Who proposed? Was it Otto Hightower that proposed that 
she marry Aegon? Yeah, yeah. So he proposed a- Aegon, her brother, uh, her two-year-old two brother. <laughs> and uh, and then Sir Lionel Strong comes and he recommends that uh, she marry Laenor Valerion. To me, seems like the best match. Yeah, that, especially what we with what we see later on in the episode. So they kind of just have those interesting conversations that are done really well, really pretty costumes. Just everything is top notch. But I think that that these weren't the parts that blew me away this episode. It was more the the Damon parts that yeah were like crazy. Yeah, when we got yeah. into the end there, uh, we're really seeing fire and blood um, happening at the stepstones, and that was exciting. Um, Damon is such a complex character, and we get to see that in in this scene where he straight up he he receives this help from Viserys. Uh, or not yet, but he gets the letter that he's going to receive this help uh, from King's Landing, these soldiers, these ships, into the battle. And he sees that and he's like, screw you. Like, no, I need to get the glory here. Like, I, I need to show my brother that I'm worth a while, you know. And so he, he's he's trying to get his claim, you know. He's, he's to prove so, his worth. So do you think he's trying, do you think that this is all a bid for the throne? Or do you think that he, like, how much of this is... Uh being trying to be a good person do the right thing versus how much of it is trying to throw that's what's interesting is because i feel like he's a hero he's a hero in a sense for doing um but he's also uh a bit crazy you know like is is he power driven is that is that what's going here it's hard to tell um because he doesn't say much everyone's kind of just afraid of damon and he's just like this he's just this image this power yeah I, i made a comment last night after we watched it that like I've kind of always struggled with like the D and D class of like chaotic neutral, but I feel like he really kind of exemplifies like chaotic neutral. I don't know if he's doing things because they're good or bad, and like it's chaos. A lot of his decisions come what he thinks you know is gonna. I don't know. I don't even want to say be right like Viserys did it. Yeah. But just yeah, what he sees as beneficial at the time i don't know mm-hmm. it's it's interesting you never know what he's gonna do i guess yeah and we also don't know there's so many there could be so many layers there we don't know his relationship with viserys and if that's really affecting what you know um with with his character so it's it's cool to just imagine like what he's thinking and and what's yeah. going through his that was a suicide mission he, yeah he just straight up <coughs> says i'm going and he goes alone sails up there uh you know the, the crab feeder comes out of the cave he's like giving up dark sister and in that moment i was like don't don't give up dark sister are you kidding me you're crazy but i knew he had something up his sleeve you know yeah so real quick before we get into the, the battle yeah it kind of makes the the showdown from episode two when they were on the bridge with uh, Otto hightower and him after watching that he i could see him even more now just like saying screw it and like doing a suicide mission just like kind of annihilating everybody on the bridge just because that's what he thought he should do in the moment you know mm. kind of like what in this in this moment mm. so that makes that easy yeah that doesn't think about so anyway so he gets this letter he goes he kind of does a suicide mission i kind of question the uh the stratagem from the uh crab feeder to like send all of his forces out into the open well he like, didn't because he, he still had all the archers up there he True. didn't send everyone True. uh he still had like that whole cliff top uh force whatever that was yeah um so it wasn't completely dumb, you know. It wasn't yeah. like the long night um, planning. <laughs> well, and and not only that, I feel like it was probably a lot of like I didn't even really see him. He he was like commanding individual like groups to go, and then yeah. it seems like more and more people just like started going because they, they wanted to be the ones to take down Damon, right? Or like they were seeing their friends dying, and they're like, okay, well if we just all swarm him, we can put an end. To 
Right. Um, so I, I, it's believable to me. It's just a bad move on their part strategically. Totally. But I mean, they would have had him, you know, yeah. if, if, uh, if Corliss didn't show up with the, with the rest of those to the cavalry to yeah. save the day. So man, this, yeah. The, anyway, the, the battle was super well executed. Mm-hmm. His moving through the forces was awesome. And then the dragon, the dragons, strat, like the strategy with the dragons was super cool. And I don't know, I just can't, that, again, just, like, brought the whole show up so far in my eyes. Totally. It was already super good, but, like, this brings it up to, like, okay, well, they can do the political entry, they can do the character development, they can do, like, dialogue and just basic, mm-hmm. like, having characters sound intelligent, but now they can also, they brought the Execute battle. Execute the battle scenes yeah, so well. Important. And, man, I don't know if any of you guys were shocked, but when on Sea Smoke, that just, cool. <laughs> and he's just yelling Dracarys up there, it was so cool. So, me, I didn't even know that there was another dragon in the mix. I probably should have, but like, yeah, that was more like, oh dang, there's a third. This is the third that we've yeah. seen, right? We've only seen Caraxes, <laughs> uh, Cyrax, you know, and now Sea Smoke. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So now I want to have a quick conversation um, on who, um, based on these first three episodes, and not spoilers, but who you think should. Uh, should be the heir mm. slash take the like what 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 do you think the best according to like the laws slash the stability of the kingdom like if you're putting the kingdom first what what do you- me personally i uh i want to break the cycle of men always um i think rhaenyra is a great fit for the throne and i think that awesome as a rule um just because she's breaking that cycle she's stepping up as a and um uh, but i do also think that it would cause some chaos within the realm of course uh because people are going to back like fight against that and but we can't you know we can't always see some change some so renera has really bugged me like first of all i think that she's a great character in terms of like the show putting forth a great character yeah but i feel like she is just kind of being petulant like for most of the time she i mean i get that she is um that she has a lot of responsibility and that she's like really hurt after her mom died. feels betrayed by her and her dad. Like I get all that, but also like she's refusing to do what it takes to be a queen and to be a leader. She's refusing to really entertain suitors. She is like putting her own like desire for violence, like against what the current leadership thinks is, which mm. you can argue whether that's good or not, but mm. she's really not being responsible. She's not, you know, acting like a, I would hope, a leader would act she's just kind of being selfish in opinion so there's my hot take <laughs> i think that her grieving is good and her the way that she's processing things is definitely causing other people trouble for sure um but i do still give her the credit and give her the benefit of the doubt of she just hasn't really had anyone to to be like a father figure really like listen and care i feel like Viserys has been in those first episodes just kind of like shutting her down when she wants to learn something she's not taught you know so yeah I, I'm just giving her the benefit of the doubt but I do see what, where you're coming yeah. from with with Rainier yeah yeah I, I think what I would say from what my base level of like understanding from what the show is pre- presented not fire and blood stuff but like I think the most responsible thing for, to do would be to have like Viserys Aegon has come of age then name him heir and leave Renera as heir and have Renera hopefully step back if I don't know but then there's just so much uncertainty but like if yeah if she's just gonna like refuse to get married refuse to shore up her 
you know, claim to the throne by having like offspring. It just seems like it seems like she doesn't want it. So right, and and, and we do kind of get that that she doesn't want it in the first episode, yeah. right? But then when she was promised to be heir and she and she got this secret passed down her father like that was powerful and i think that that probably changed her attitude about the whole situation she's never acting like it like she she she's like okay well who can i well she's she hasn't been given any sort of you are heir um besides like the besides everybody kneeling to her and besides that she went enough she went straight back to just being a cupbearer for the king council you know the small council and that's People just aren't treating her ser- like it, like they're not um, seeing her uh, error. So, what do you think, Damon? Do you think Damon is going to become like the choice of the people, like because of his bravery? I mean, I guess this is all like if you know that. Try to avoid spoilers from Fire and Blood. Yeah, but like it seems to me like Damon is going to be the pick of the people, and then Renera is going to be the pick of of the king. Uh, king, uh, like his name, mm. and then. Aegon is going to be the pick of like the this one. That's mm. kind of like what my, how my uh, yeah you know, view of it is. Yeah, that, to be. that's a cool way to look at it. So. Uh, it's it's interesting though because we don't really know if Damon wants them yet. That's true. We're not too sure. That's true. Um, it it was cool to kind of see like going along with what you said, him being the pick of the people. You know, when when that guy was like, staked to the to the beach um, oh, yeah. and he's by like, the tide and he's cool. just like prince damon save me all hail prince damon you know um before he gets pro uh, <laughs> Damon's, uh the symbolism behind that is yeah that dragons are not yeah to be messed with um but yeah like i i, I could see that being the case where he's doing the most to all right well i think that's that's everything i want to talk about um Again, I think my favorite episode so far. I'm super stoked for where the season is close up. No, I think that's great. And uh, really, really looking forward to the next one. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, we're excited to see you next week for episode four.